Welcome to In This Life with Mallory Elaine, a podcast where we create space to drop in and explore what it means to show up and really be in this life that we are living. I'm your host, Mallory Elaine, and I'm so grateful to be here exploring and leaning into this work right alongside you. I believe we are made to flourish and to be a source of flourishing for the world around us. Let's imagine together a life and world grounded in care, genuine curiosity, and compassion. This is a journey back to ourselves and back to one another. A journey back to being in this life together. In today's podcast, I'm so excited to share with you a conversation I had with one of my long-term clients, Ben. I reached out to Ben and asked if he'd be willing to be a part of this client video interview experiment, and he so generously and enthusiastically said yes. I'm so excited to share this because I know Ben's passion, courage, and energy of joy that pours out of him will be a gift for anyone who listens or watches. One of the reasons I was excited to feature Ben first is that him and his family are in the middle of their annual coat drive. Listen through to the end to hear the story behind this mission and how Ben is pouring into others and loving on others during this rich season of love and gratitude. Ben is so fully in his life, and it was an honor to share this space and conversation with him. Listen to hear how creating the space to pour into himself through coaching allows him to continue to pour into others in really present and generous ways. Oh my gosh, so we're here. Um, ben, thank you, thank you for doing that. I was so excited for this opportunity to see you, <laughs> um, but also to share some of the experience that you've had with coaching, us working together. Um, I actually pulled up, I think I emailed this too, I pulled up original file, which I've described to you, but I wanted to show you this, this is the, this is this original, like, file folder. my children have written all over it, thank them. I have a new one that I've started for us, but the first, what was the date that we started? It was back 2017 in September, um, which is wild to me because we've said so many times before we've traveled lifetimes since then. So I, I would love to begin as much as you can recall or remember way back then, like what do you remember being the reason for looking into coaching, pursuing coaching, like why coaching and what was it that, yeah, drew you to that call or that work? Last night when you emailed me that date, September of 2017, I got this flood in my heart, in my mind, just the memories going back to what was going on in my world in 2017. Let me take us back there for just a minute and I'll, I'll answer your question mm-hmm. in just a moment. But 2017, September of 2017, I got a chance to meet you in July of 2017 at the annual meeting for our company in Milwaukee. And it was a breakout session and a dear friend of mine, David Smallwood, introduced me to you. He invited me to a luncheon and he said, Ben, I know you have a lot on your plate. I wanna invite you to this luncheon. I think it'll be helpful, no expectation, just come and have a meal and have an experience. And I'll never forget 
that luncheon and there was a mindfulness exercise that we went through. And I remember standing there with David Smallwood and my feet planted on the floor. And before we did the mindfulness and, and meditation with eyes closed, there was an exercise of pressing our hands against each other and trying to push hands. And there was this weakness that I felt. And then there was this exercise of mindfulness and meditation and roots growing out of, you call them roots, I call them roots, growing <laughs> out of my feet into the ground. And in coming back to my own and I, and I pressed my hands and there was a new strength, there was a newfound strength. And I was able to push those hands in a different way. And I said, oh my goodness, that's like ninja magic stuff with meditation and mindfulness. And I'm like, how did that just happen? So there was this newfound curiosity. What many people didn't know and what you had no idea about in our first coaching call that happened just two months later was that in June of that year, my father passed away. So three months before our first coaching call, my father had passed away. Um, I wore many hats in my life. There was the pro professional me, which is here. Then there's the personal me that was here. And there was a lot that I was carrying in that season. And dad had passed. There was a grief cycle. There were other things that were welling up in me. But I had these different hats. And I was, I was really trying to show up well in my life, wearing all those different hats. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm a son, all of those different worlds. My wife, Amy and I had three little kids. Our kids were, I was reflecting on this last night. Our kids were four and eight and 10, really formidable years. And I'm trying to show up well there. I'm trying to show up every day for my clients as a financial advisor and pour into other people. I'm trying to show up well as a husband. I'm trying to show up as a mentor and a friend. And then I'm trying to show up as a son to my mom. Dad just passed. They were divorced. There's a whole story behind that. Dad, Dad and I were estranged from each other for 18 years prior to him passing. So that grief, there was some childhood trauma that showed up in that season. There was a lot of unpacking. And so for me, when you shared that date, September 2017, it was a flood of emotion that even hit me last night. And it's hitting me in the moment now saying, oh my goodness, how in the world did I navigate that? And I've got my faith and I've got my wife and I've got family. I've got other support systems in my life. But what I didn't have in that season was a third party that wasn't going to condemn or um, asking, but somebody that could show up for me in a really raw, real way and see me for me and help me navigate and unpack all of that and then repack it and show up for myself and show up for other people. And so for me, as I was reflecting the two words that came to my mind last night, as I was thinking about this was somebody that was caring and compassionate um, I needed to do the carrying of my own burdens and my own responsibilities in life. So I wasn't looking for somebody to carry that for me, but I was looking for somebody that was caring mm -hmm. and could also help me navigate and means the world to me. I'm thankful for this work. I'm thankful for you. Wow. Um, 
Thank you for sharing all of that. It's do you remember then does it take such bravery and courage to seek out help or like get help for this? And I know you're in an industry and in the world where it's it's normal to have a coach, it's normal to have to hire people to support you and encourage you in your business and your success. What was it about this type of coaching or us working together that drew you in? Or even as we started to work together, I mean, here years later, we're still working together. You know, what is it about this type of coaching that to you is important or meaningful versus the, uh, there's so many options, you know? I'll... That's a great question. As I reflect back on it of what I wanted or needed at the time, I don't know that I knew what I wanted or needed. I just came in in a vulnerable way and, um, it does take courage to open up and peel back the layers of our lives and show up for ourselves. Um, when I think about coaching, there's a, I think there's a pendulum uh, or spectrum of coaching. And I think about growing up playing sports as a kid, my coach, um, my coaches, I still think about some of them today that had a great impact on my life. It was, it wasn't the coaches that said, I played football, one of the sports I played growing up. It wasn't the coach that said, here's how to put your hands on the pads of the other guy, right? That was the most impactful for me. But it was the coaches that said, how are you? How are you today? What do you need? Right? How can I help you become better? I think about the coach in my junior year of high school who said, Wolf, I want to, I want to help you start next year. You've got some work over this summer. Let's press into what it's going to take. And I lost 60 pounds in six months because it was important to me to show up and be able to achieve that. To me, I think about that coach, right, who saw something in me that was willing to pour into me and to invest in me, not to yell at me and not to get me to run one more lap or whatever, but to see a bigger vision and help bring out the best in me. I love that. I love that part of that coaching. Um, I think about the other end of the spectrum with coaching. I go to the far other end of, I would call it counseling or a therapist. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing I've learned over the years is that it's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to say not okay. And so we deserve as individuals to be able to have somebody pour into us or people pour into us in a safe space to help us navigate that and to, um, to live our best life because we've got one shot at this life, right? So for me, it's in these seasons, in these chapters, you mentioned seasons, what I've needed over the years has looked different in different seasons. But what I didn't want today and what I've learned about myself, I didn't just want a coach that would only help me in my professional world. I have enough uh, voices and uh, accountability partners or partners in my business world that can encourage me in a professional setting. I've got my wife, who's an amazing champion and advocate. I don't know what I'd do without Amy. On the, on the other side, on the personal side, but was there somebody else that could help me navigate all of those roles that I play? And some days, it, I know it's not licensed clinical therapy, right? But is there somebody that can help me uncover the things that may be holding me back or that it might be under the surface that have been impacting my life where it does take some courage and coaching to face those things 
um, to be able to show up better for myself and those around me. And so it's a, I'd say it's a more of a hybrid coaching, right? Is what I really, I, I came to learn that I needed and I wanted. And today I'm so uh, appreciative for that. It's an incredible investment in my life that I get to make that investment. I love that description because I'm very clear that I'm not a therapist and that is not my role. And, and that's such an essential piece of the puzzle for self-care, right? That, that that is so helpful and necessary. And I am not that, um, and this is not therapy. And also this is not like your traditional coaching where I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> um, that's not this right. or coaching you with productivity, even, even though when we are doing this work and showing up, it's amazing how productive we can be in our lives and what we can achieve with ease and flow. Um, but really that space where you can get to know yourself in your own inner landscape in a real healthy way. And we're not here fixed. You don't have anything wrong with you that needs fixing. <laughs> um, is really essential to this work and showing up with this wholeness and vitality in all of the areas that you describe in your life. Um, and it's really becoming and reclaiming the expert of yourself. And you're that expert and I'm not. <laughs> um, and that's what's so beautiful about this work is that everything you've achieved is really a testament of you and what you've been doing and how you've been showing up. Um, and I'm so lucky that I get to be a, gu a guide and a witness along the way. Yeah, it's really an honor. Wait, with gentle nudges and yeah. the right questions to evoke the right, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a, it's a beacon, right? The, the right, the, the right beacon and lighthouse, if you will, for me personally, to course correct, to come back to what's important to me. Mm -hmm. um, you've never told me exactly what to do, but you absolutely have shared ideas or nudges that have been incredibly helpful. Uh, an example of that is me drinking water today. Ah. <laughs> I like that. Speaking of sort of what's come up, or I love that example, as simple as it is, but I'm wondering, like, what are some things that have surprised you um, in coaching or in this work? Anything that was unexpected or surprising to you? Um, I, I didn't really know what to expect years ago. It's really hard to believe it. We've been going six years now, right? It is really wild to me. And I think about just the different seasons, or we think about life going in a straight line. It's like the stock market. We'd want it to go in a straight line up, up into the right. But life has a way of going like this. And so to me, what has been surprising to me is what has shown up um, right at the right time in my life. Coaching, at, I've said this before, but our monthly coaching call. I absolutely look forward to it. Um, and it seems like it always comes exactly on time. There's something I'm trying to unpack or there's some overwhelm in my life or something exciting that I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to go make it happen, but I'm learning to say no to other things to create space. Or my wife and I are working on some communication styles or learning how to show up for uh, all of our children or one of the children or whatever. And it's always right on time. That to me is the wow. It's always right on time. 
and I think about the seasons that we go through. I just came out of a, a, a really, really tough season um, with my mother passing this January. And it brought a, about, you know, there were many blessings and many wonderful moments, but it also rocked my world a lot, right? And so coaching was right on time once again. And I've been able to nav- navigate that um, not alone. And that's meant the world to me. Um, my wife says thank you. My kids say thank you. And um, I'm also extremely a wow moment for me was reflecting with my wife a few years back. Uh, Mallory, as a business owner, um, you uh, create incredible value. And I got an email at the end of a year saying that you were doing some work in your business planning and you were resetting some pricing for that value and rates were going up. And what I was surprised with in a pleasant way, I went to my wife and we had a, a very quick, very brief conversation about it. And a wow moment for me was when my wife said, heck yes, book your coaching for all of next year. I don't care what it costs. She said, because you show up as a better husband and father in all areas of your life because of it. So to me, that was wow. And that's validation for me. So thought I'd share. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Amy. That's amazing. That's an amazing testimony right there. Um, Something that I've learned about you, and this is not a secret, and I think I have your permission to share this, um, is that you, and this is, this is a common thread in all the people that I work with, which makes the self-fulfilling. You are someone who, it's in the notes from the first time we met, um, and is it almost every note. You are someone who is so moved and called and driven to serve and pour into people. You talk about all these roles that you have in your life. You are always instinctively pouring into these places and people and serving and looking for ways to and feeling into what are the needs. And without even knowing it, you seem to just move through the world that way. Um, And so when I thought about us gathering and connecting in this way, wanting to capture that theme of learning this journey of learning how to bring some of that attention and care to oneself so that you can continue to pour generously into other people. And I wonder if you could speak just how that arc or how you've experienced that journey and how that has informed how you live and lead in all of these areas of your life as someone who so generously, by default, almost pours into the world around you and kind of relearning how to bring in that quality of care and how that has affected how you continue to serve other people. That's so good. Mm. It's a constant journey too. I'm I'm learning every day. I'm relearning now in this new chapter of our world post pandemic. Mm. I had to relearn during the pandemic because I'm a people person and I pour in and I love big and I love kitchen table conversations and Mm. sitting with people in all walks of life and all different backgrounds. Um, the pandemic was really, really hard to be Zoom all the time and on a screen. Mm-hmm. And I would burn out and un- understanding that and knowing in myself what I needed to be able to repack, to be able to go 
serve the world and love on other people um, has been a journey. But now re-entering in a physical, real world, a real hug, a real high five, a real handshake, face-to-face, skin-to-skin has been um, interesting to figure out what I need and what I can also give and thrive and survive in this new season and chapter. So I think of some R words that come to mind of rest and recovery, repacking, um, repacking my bags of what I need for this new season of life and journey. I've learned a lot about the word bonk and when I emotionally and physically bonk and when I need to repack, um, that's been a journey. So the tools and the resources and all the things I've learned from you, Mallory, over the years, during the pandemic and post-pandemic, there are new rituals. It's another R word that we've embodied in, in, in our language and in our walk, in our family. Things such as leaving work at work and turning on some transition music or lighting candles in our home to um, just signal that mom and dad are ready to show up uh, during family time. It's not always perfect, that's okay. But uh, my wife and I both work from home quite a bit. I'm hybrid and my wife works 100% from home. So learning what we need to be able to show up well for others, but also show up for ourselves makes all the difference in the world. It's going, you're doing this. It is, I'll give you an example of that too. I'm standing in my new home office and this was really, really fun to imagine and create. We had a two-story foyer in our home, and the second story of the foyer was just empty dead space, big, tall ceilings. And we always joked about the Nerf bullet from the the kids that got stuck in the chandelier, and nobody can even get to it to get it down. And one day, I remember I was at the dining room table working, and my wife was in her home office, and we were both trying to have Zoom meetings. The dog is barking at the FedEx driver, and it it was just very overwhelming. And we both went to each other and we said, something has to give. We can't do this any longer. But I also didn't want to commute two hours a day, every single day, and come home just drained from traffic. And I wasn't showing up well for our family in that season either. So we looked at the two-story foyer, and I said, I've got an idea. And Amy caught this idea very quickly and she got behind it too, but it just was transforming the dead space into a second home office. And we called our friend who's a contractor and he said, let's make it happen. Let's do it. And we put in a floor and we put in a wall and we put in a door. There was already a great big window and we swapped out the chandelier with a ceiling fan and we got to put, put in, you know, flooring and color choices and, um, a a lovely plant and some great lighting. And now I have a private studio that I can, I can spend uh, my work hours in, but it's also neat because I've turned it into a little listening studio and reading nook for our family, put in a great record player and bought some vinyl and it's a quiet place of solitude. It's pretty soundproof. And so we have a place to escape. And what I learned about myself is that in order to show up and continue showing up for others, I need some downtime because even though I'm outgoing and I'm an extrovert, my wife's an ambivert, which means she needs some more time to, to herself to then show up. I have some ambivert in me too, and I need some quiet time and I need to repack 
before I can go out and love on the world. So that's been really neat. So fun to hear the journey of just and how that's one really vivid example, but you've done so many things as a family and on your own as you've been doing this work to really explore and create space that really aligns with what you need in the season of your life. Um, and I think when we can slow down and begin to just ask the question, what, what do we need? And we, as we get tuned into what we need, it's amazing how creative we can get with even what we have to better align with what we need. And as a family, it's something we struggle and dance with in our own family with our two kids is this, all the, the needs in one home, right? And embracing this idea that it's possible for all of us to get what we need. Um, and, we, and everyone has needs and not just one dominates the other. And um, really creating space for that inquiry is, can be challenging. It is also the most delightful, rewarding work, I think. Absolutely. I think of it like, like I think about my body and some days there's a pain over here or over there, or some days it's all in alignment and I'm feeling great, right? But it takes that tuning into and the attention and the awareness. Um, it, the work that we've done coaching, a lot of it, I call it my Fs. It, my Fs, I, I own it, right? Uh, my faith, my family, my fitness, food, um, good or bad, right? Choosing what I put into my mouth and nourish my my body with feeding others, a passion of mine and showing up and loving on people through food is a big passion of mine. Um, I think about finances. I think about fun. I think about my friends. Uh, there's so many F's that I could come up with, but they, they all individually deserve attention. Sometimes they compete with each other and I, I get to say yes or no to certain things to create space for the others. And to me, one of the really awesome parts about this coaching journey is coming back to my Fs and exploring that with somebody else that's, again, a safe place and it's not filled with shame and condemnation, but but a safe place for me to be able to navigate that and tune into my Fs. That's been really, really wonderful. Mm, I love that. You know how I love words that I'll start with. You know, I love my R words, my C words, F words. I love, I love the alliterations. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. There's another one. Um, well, I want to be mindful of our time, and there's there's a couple things I want to make sure we get to. And I'm wondering if you could speak to anyone who's maybe considering coaching or looking into coaching or and looking into this type of coaching, any wisdom or advice you'd give someone specifically for this. And also, I'm kind of curious what you think about, like, who is it? Because I think there's something for everyone right? And I, and this work isn't for everyone. So I guess maybe starting with who would you say like this work is for and can best serve? And what advice would you give anyone who's sort of considering or exploring or feeling maybe kind of drawn to this type of coaching? That's really good. Um, my advice would be come to the table or the screen, right? Or the conversation with an open mind. Mm -hmm. uh, come with, without expectation of anything, and just come with an open mind, come with curiosity, come with courage. Um, as human beings, we all deserve for somebody to be able to pour into us. We deserve to be able to show up and think about ourselves. It's not selfish 
to look out for ourselves. Um, we need to be our own biggest advocate, and that takes courage. Sometimes there's some things that we've faced in our lives that we carry some shame around, or we carry some guilt or pride around. And I, my encouragement would be to humble ourselves and come with a bag of courage, a pocket pocket full of courage, but also hope towards the future. I think this specific type of coaching, people who do have a heart um, that is big, it, it's been incredibly impactful for me. This is not just logic-based work. This is care and compassion work as well, and not just about other people, but how to be to care for myself as well and not neglect myself. That's been really, really impactful. My other encouragement would be there's no commitment on the front end to explore. Similar to my world as a financial advisor, I encourage people to interview multiple advisors to find the right fit for them because it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's very customized work, and it, it's a journey. So if you're going to walk that journey with someone, take the time to find the right fit on the front end um, and just come with an open mind. That would be my encouragement. Yeah. You deserve it. We as individuals deserve it. Thank you. I love that. And I, it's an invitation. I love that silent invitation there to trust oneself, right? That's really at the core of this work is learning about yourself and learning to trust. And, um, yeah. and the last piece I have with that too, I think back to 2017, our life is a series of journeys and hikes, right? And I think about a mountain and one of the the images you shared with me many, many years ago is climbing a mountain. And I was I was at this pause moment in my life and I'd, I'd been hiking really hard, but what I was gonna need for the next part of the journey potentially was different than what I needed in the past. And it was time to unpack my bags and repack. And I think about this time of year, any time of year is a good time for reflection, but specifically, I'm thinking about the future and reflecting on the past, doing a lot of annual goal planning or quarterly goal planning, right? And thinking about what do I need going forward? And my encouragement to all of us as individuals is to pause and think about what do you need and what do you want? And I think about the word why. Why do you do what you do? And then I also think about the word worry. And there's many worries in this world. There's many things to navigate in this world. For me, coaching is about a call back to the why. So what does one need to be able to go back to their why and press forward? What I need for 2024 is different than what 23 was calling for. And so whether somebody is on this climb and all areas of the world are growing or they're in a sales world or production-based world or loving on other people, right? Or more, maybe it's more project-based work. I think there's coaching for everybody to be able to figure out what they need. That's so beautifully said and shared. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you are always up to things, many things. And right now in this season, you speak of seasons and you've done this many years. This is not the first year you've done this many times and there's always at least since i've known you it feels like it's a new thing every year and you're like oh it's this time of year where i get to 
the way that you talk about how you serve is like a kid in a candy shop. Like I get to go and I pour into these people or make them this food or do this. And it's just, it's so life-giving to just be in the orbit of you showing up and pouring into others. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the coat drive that you and your family are doing and you have been already doing, because I think that this could be a fun way to even ask for help and share and see how many more people can get on board to pour into others with you. Well, thanks for bringing up the coat drive and thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. words that you said, and you said it multiple times, and I've learned this from you, Mallory, over the years is get to. Mm. We don't have to, we get to. And it was awesome. Uh, about a month ago, my wife and I got a text message from our friend Lasagna. And uh, we know Lasagna through church. Lasagna sent a text and she said, Wolfpack, Wolf family, you've been so generous in past years to help with a coat drive. Would you be willing to do that again this year? And instantly we said, heck yes, let's do this again. So here's what the coat drive is. And I, I've got one right here. And this is a brand new, beautiful coat for an elementary school uh, young person that we're loving on. And it reminds me, reminds me of my childhood. I grew up, mom was a school teacher and dad uh, worked for manufacturing companies and purchasing, uh, but had many job changes over the years. And as a child, I called them handy downs. There were garbage bags in our basement filled with coats and clothing that were a blessing from other people that would give to us because we didn't have the resources to go and buy for ourselves. And um, I, I thought it was really handy to go get a new coat out of a garbage bag. But the other thing that I've learned over the years is I'll never forget when I got a brand new coat. And it was somebody that said, I'm not going to give you the leftovers, but I'm going to give you the best. And it blessed me so much. And sometimes um, we overlook those things. And so when Lasagna sent us the text and said, would you help with a coat drive? We said, heck yes. Let's go bless a bunch of young people with brand new coats. So here's what we're doing. Over the last month, we've raised money and had donations to bless over 100 children in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, inner city schools, public schools in Nashville, in some neighborhoods and communities um, that deserve a blessing. And so people have been donating money. They've sent Venmos. Last night, a dear friend sent $150 to Amy and I via Venmo, and we're going to go do another round of purchasing of brand new coats. It takes $14 to buy a brand new coat. We go to Walmart, we go to Costco, we find the deals, we find amazing coats, and we go and buy in mass. And on a weekly basis, we've been delivering these into the schools. And we've, we've received photos of little kids. We take racks of clothing up to these schools, and teachers and um, social workers and helpers get to take the kids out shopping for a new coat. And to see the smiles on their faces, it lights me up. And we've done 100 or more so far. I can only imagine how much more we can do between now and the end of the year. So let's keep going. We get to do it and we get to go bless some people. So any support, any help, it doesn't matter where uh, people are located. I'm, I'm happy to share the Venmo. Um, we are happy to share receipts um, and uh, show where the dollars are going. Uh, we'll do this every year. Um, hats and mittens and coats, we're all in. 
and we're thankful to get to do it. I love it. I'll make sure that when we share this, I give that information. I'll get that from you. So that that'd be awesome. Thank you. Y'all can do it in your own communities too. There's a lot of kids. It just, it, it, it amazes me. It wows me every time the need that's right in, in our neighborhoods. Um, there's so much need. Um, if we just look for it. I so appreciate you sharing that. And thank you for You're being welcome. a source of care. And it's always such a powerful reminder, and again, and such a gift to be a witness and a, a presence in your life. Um, and I can feel, we normally meet over the phone, seeing each other's fun and new, um, but I can feel the care that is infused in everything that you do, every exchange you have with people, your, ch your children, people in the community, people you host in your home, people in your church, and and your story is so beautiful. And I can just feel and see these coats being wrapped around these sweet bodies and that feeling of being cared for and feeling that you have value and you are worthy of care, um, I think is what the world needs now more than ever. And you are such a gift Absolutely. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. And thank you for sharing and asking for help because that's that's a learning too. And um, I hope we can share this with other people who. We don't need to do it all ourselves. It's okay oh. to ask for help. For sure. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. In This Life is a production of Authentic Living, an organization dedicated to supporting individual and collective flourishing. Our lovely theme music is composed and created by Ryan Ogrizovich. If you would like to join Ben and his family in gifting winter coats this season, please contact him or send contributions via Venmo to at Ben Wolf Nashville. Thank you, Ben, for showing up and sharing yourself with such care courage and authenticity. You are such a gift. If you're interested in exploring coaching or team building workshops, please reach out and send a message. I'd love to discuss how we can collaborate and cultivate space for you to live and lead from a place of flourishing in your own life. Until next time, remember it matters that you are here, alive and aligned and in this life.